All right, welcome back. We got a big hour, and it starts huge. We are going to be talking to the coach at 8.30 today, but not a lot right now. Is one of the star leaders on the Eagles, Brandon Graham. His call is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looked so good, and neither did the Eagles. Brandon Graham's here. Hi, Brandon. Hey, good morning, man. Good morning. Well, congratulations. And I just got to know, because whenever I think of the Super Bowl, I think of you five years ago, Brandon. What's it like going back? You know what? Second time around, you kind of uh, – you know how it is when you have a second year with a coach. You don't have to spend time uh, trying to figure out what's going to happen and all that. You kind of know what's going to go on, so you're going to be a little more prepared than you was last time. So, man, I'm uh, I'm so excited uh, just to get get, get that ready uh, because, man, it's, it's a lot of fun, definitely during the week. Hey, were you nervous before the Niner game? I was. I was, man. I ain't going to lie. I, I, had a, I got a lot of respect for that team. I know who they, you know, the coaches are. You know, I've been uh, a part of some of the guys on the field. I know uh, the, the fight that they have. Man, them boys, they play hard. They, they, got, they got us to practice the best. Uh, we done practicing, you know, all year because of how much uh, respect we have for that team and what they showed on film. Yeah, they're a very good team, but it seemed to us the weak spot, Brandon, was having a rookie quarterback who was drafted in the seventh round. Going into the game, was the plan get in his face, make him uncomfortable? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, when you when you have a quarterback, you know, that haven't really, you know, faced our rush, because, you know, you look at other people's rushes, and then you look at what we've done this year, and all we had to do was be us. That's what we talked about. We was like, you know, we don't we don't think that, you know, he, he saw a rush like that, and we got to go out there and prove it about how we rush. And I think we did that. Hassan started the party. He's been doing it all year, man. Excited uh, for him to be on our team, man. I can't wait to see what he do on uh, this Super Bowl. Uh, Sweaty and, and the guys, I mean, we just all just feed off each other, try to make sure that we do our job and play together, man. And I think that uh, it always starts up front, so we had to make sure we showed up. Oh, your line was phen- phenomenal all year. I'm just curious with with Reddick. When when did you know that that was a fumble in the moment, Brandon, or did you need to see the replay? Because that was a big challenge by Nick that he got the refs to look at that. I'm wondering if you guys knew right away that uh, Purdy had fumbled it. Oh yeah, we knew. We knew uh, just on how it just had to delay the way the the way he threw it up. But I was so happy, LJ. Well, we practice all the time, scoop that ball up. That's some little things, man, that, you know, tend to go unnoticed. Like just making sure that you got them habits of picking that ball up every time uh, because you do. Uh, as you see, if, if the 49ers would have recovered that ball, it was yeah. a fumble, they'd have got that ball back. So, man, uh, everybody played their part. They played their role. And, man, we got we, we wasn't going to be denied this weekend because, man, it was, it was definitely on our mind the whole game to make sure that we kept policing each other and, and doing our job. Hey, Brandon, you're one of the top 10 pass rushers at Eagles history. Can you t- explain to us why Hassan Reddick is so effective? He's a much different pass rusher than you are. What makes him so successful? Man, he's, you know, he's strong, uh, fast. I mean, he, he puts his body in some of the positions where I'm like, woo, that boy is nice. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I love watching him play. You know, uh, him and Sweaty together, uh, being out there, them boys are quick. Uh, fast and you know not as not scared to go down somebody you know face because you need that as a D line you need to be able to have a bull rush and on top of that um, you know be able to have that that perseverance through the rush because when certain things don't work you got to go to a straight to a different move and this counter moves is just as good as this person. 
So, man, I'm just, I just know that he works hard every day. I see him, um, you know, front, front and center. And I know that's why he's, he's balling because he bring it every day. All right. Now, Brandon Purdy gets hurt. Uh, they got Johnson in, but then he gets hurt. Um, did once Purdy was out, do you guys change your approach? Do you get more aggressive? Do you not be concerned because the pass isn't such a big factor? What are you guys thinking after Purdy leaves? Hello. Oh yeah, there we go. There we. Go. I think I got. All right. We uh apparently it was not that tough a question. But hmm. we will get him back in a just second. just lost the signal, that's all. <laughs> I think, uh, it was funny because I was very excited to ask that. I wanted to know. Because me, I'm as a hmm. fan, I'm watching that moment, and I'm yeah. saying to myself, oh, go get this guy. The guy the guy that comes in, real, Josh uh, Johnson. He had been on 13 teams. Yes, hmm. when somebody held up their phone and showed me every team that he went on, I go, they cannot possibly lose this game. No, every you, league. But, but <laughs> yes, every even, league. But it got even better for the Eagles because then he got knocked out. And they had no one to throw the football. Hmm. What are the odds? He is back with us. Uh, will I will restate the question. Brandon, we lost you there for a second. Uh, oh, yeah. Brandon, what, once Purdy went out, how did that change the thinking of the defense? Well, you know, Josh Johnson came in and we was all talking about, oh, man, how we got to, we got to, we didn't expect him to get in. And so we was just talking about, you know, how does he like to escape in the pocket? How does he, you know, what what does he do? Is he is he a pass? Is he a run first quarterback or is he a run run the pass or you know just straight in the stay in the pocket? Uh, so we know we was going over that because that mattered in a game like that where they're trying to hit us around the edge, uh, and we know they like quarterback runs and all that stuff too. So we just was you know I feel like the the off the field I mean on the sideline corrections of trying to see who's our personnel and what. What he does well, I think we adjusted to that real good, man. And we just made sure that we just rushed. We just did what we did and, and made sure we made it hard for him. I'll say this, though. It was still tense for a few minutes because that McCaffrey. Brendan, how hard is he to bring down? Man, he got some good balance. I will say we. I thought he I thought he was down, honestly. And next thing you know, I just seen that he just was gone. I was like, wow. You know, because I was in on that play. Uh, and it was just like, yeah, McCaffrey – McCaffrey special for sure. Uh, I see why he's, um, you know, he went top ten, and and you know he's a top ten back, or top five back, and man, he's definitely uh, one of those guys that got good balance. All right, so Brandon, the game is over. Oh, the fans are going crazy. You look around. What do you feel going back five years later, going back to the big game? What, what's your emotion in that moment? Wow, some guys never get to get to this moment uh, again in their career. I know Selick. Went his first year, and then he told me this was he didn't go back until we went back and we won it all. And it's like, man, I don't take this for granted at all because within the the first eight years of my career, well, first seven years of my career, we didn't do nothing. Uh, and then we go, bam, we go all the way. And then five more years after that, I'm back. You know, still, still kicking, still playing too at a high level. So, man, that makes me smile even more because you know to be able to play in these Super Bowls. Uh, man, it's, it's something real special, definitely special. Can you compare for us, Brandon, the atmosphere around this team, the closeness of this team, and the one that won the championship five years ago? Well, I can tell you this. We all hate that we just got two more weeks left with each other, so we're just trying to make the best of it because uh, it really has been fun. It's been a great time, uh, and I'm going to make sure we, 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 we extend that time with a win and then a party in June. So we have – 
couple more months together or a whole bunch of other months together where we could party together. So we got to finish the job, though. Do you think it's a benefit that you've already been there? Uh, I mean, you got the leaders on this team have been there. They understand the distractions. They know what the schedule is. It's different. Is that a, a benefit because you've already experienced it? Oh, yeah, it is a benefit. And what what it is is you got to make practice about practice. You got to make sure that you still bring that intensity that you had uh, going into it, trying to get to the Super Bowl. And now it's here. There's no point of, you know, go, going backwards. We we got to stay forward. We don't have fun during the week for sure. But it's more about what we do in between those white lines when it's time. Because I can't be having you out here feeling a certain way because of last night when you know the job is to get it done. You know, I don't think we got that problem. You know, people do what they do. We all got our own uh, battles that we facing. But at the end of the day, practice needs to be how it's been because that's what show up out there on that field. All right, last thing, Brandon. I asked Jason uh, Kelsey this last week. Uh, I'm very curious at the answer. Let's say you win another Super Bowl. Would that have any effect on your decision whether to keep playing? Would it have an effect on you? <laughs> no, I'm leaving. No, I... <laughs> he got me out. No, I'm leaving either way, Brandon. How about yeah, you're staying either way? Is that right? Hey, hey, we running it back, baby. You know me. <laughs> you got me, Brandon. You got me. Hey, Brandon, nothing but good luck, my friend. You've been awesome. What a career you've had. Thank you, Brandon. Hey, man, what's a better way to go out for you, you know, going against a coach that you used to go off on all the time and still probably going off? Oh, man, we're going to try to make you go off into the sunset real nice. Brandon, that is so beautiful. Thank you. You made my day, my friend. Thank you. Congrats on a hell of a career. Brandon yep. Graham, my friend. Brandon Graham. He is and, the best and ah, so quick-witted. I'm telling you. He he's is. just now the best. Now listen to me, Al. Mm-hmm. I did not make that about me. He did. Mm-hmm. I did not even bring it up. I just wanted to know if it was going to have any effect on his career decision. Yeah, well, I mean, people know you like No, I know, honestly. He's a nice guy. He knows what you want to hear. No, no. <laughs> what we say, Al? What? All right, shut up, Al. I, I did love it, though. Brandon, <laughs> you're near the end of your career. You're in your mid-30s. Right. You win a Super Bowl. That, I mean, you would love to walk away as a champion, wouldn't you? Well, I, I tried that. I you won did. A, I won a Super Bowl. But then that next year, I was trying to be greedy yeah. out there and got hurt in the last preseason game and never played a snap after that. But you, if you look back, forgetting the money that you might have re- received by going back, uh-huh. wouldn't you have loved to leave as a champion? Absolutely. Jerome Bettis did it. Jerome, Jerome Bettis, Bettis did it. Yeah. In Elway? Was that Elway? It, it, no, Jerome Bettis that. retired. Nice thing. And we had a we had we had a Super Bowl. It was in Detroit, his hometown. So tell me that enough. Father got a storybook. That storybook I, a, ending on top, Al, is a good thing. You think? John's on the line. We don't <laughs> win championships here, but it's nice. John, go ahead. How are you today? I'm great, and how are you doing? I'm really pleased. I'm getting to see one last Super Bowl while I'm at WIP. That's beautiful. That is awesome. Congratulations for that. Thank hey, I, I wanted to call in for two things. One is um, I'm, I'm uh, the guy from Maine that won the tickets from you guys, so I wanted to thank you so much for that. I got to bring my son up from Tampa, and he yelled so loud, he cracked. He, he, he dislocated his jaw when he was yelling. <laughs> oh, no. I, no. <laughs> no, John, I've never heard that. Wait a minute. Your son was screaming at the game and dislocated his jaw? <laughs> What? Well, you know, he's like, Jesus, I just I just cracked my jaw. I was yelling so loud. I said, you got to keep yelling then to get the other one back in line. 
<laughs> oh my God! Did he have to see a doctor or something, John? No, no, he's oh. he's all good. It's you know, tough he kid. was all he, Yeah, he's all he's all good. But man, what a great time! What you know, the seats, uh, section one eleven there were fantastic, and the the crowd was fantastic, and of course, you know, the game was just uh, you know. Well, John, I am thrilled that you won. I'm glad you made the trip from Maine, and uh, thank you. I won't let you participate in this one because you just won tickets to that big event. And I will now take a trip, Al, halfway around the world mm -hmm. to Tokyo, Japan, and Marissa. Hi, Marissa! Ohio, Philadelphia, Eagles, wah! Super Bowl, Riku! We're going to the Super Bowl! Wah, Marissa! Are you excited all the way in Japan? Oh, my God, Angelo. I got so excited after our win. I, I destroyed Tokyo myself. Wow. I didn't even need Godzilla's help. All right. This, was anybody in Tokyo aware of the NFL Conference Championships? And did they, were they rooting for the Eagles? Um, I know the few, the few of my Japanese friends, they were all hanging out at a uh, Japanese bar. They're all excited. Even the one distant friend of mine who happens to be a Steelers fan, he's, you know, he's admitting defeat and he is rooting for the Eagles. No one is here for Kansas City. Not one. All right, wait, 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 wait. For green, just like the Empire State Building. Am I hearing you right, Marissa, that Tokyo has bars that show the NFL games? Ah, uh, yes. In fact, there's this one bar in the uh, Shinjuku area. I've been getting uh, tons of tweets from people. They've been asking me where to go. Um, there is a sports bar, and we also have a Hooters in Japan. <laughs> you have a Al, they have a Hooters in Japan. Come on, Al. That's fascinating. <laughs> yep, we love the Hooters. <laughs> I didn't realize a, a breast for a big house. Well, not, Apparently, they're big everywhere. Uh, Marissa, so what do you think? One win away from a ch Are you going to come back for a parade? I'm, I'm hoping so, Angelo. I am looking into flights. Ooh. I am also trying to reach out to Mufra if she can hear me. Angelo, I'm getting so desperate that I want to be like Wiley Coyote and make wings from the Acme products and fly myself to Philly if I wow. have to. I'll use my arms. You really want to be here if we have a celebration. Is that right, Marissa? Angela, I'll do anything. Oh, oh my God. I would just, I mean, I don't care how many connecting flights, you know, to be home in Philadelphia, you know, would just mean the world to me. The thought of just not being there, I don't even want to talk about it, Angela. I'll get all the right. Well, we got time to plan all that. Marissa, could I leave here with a big eagle chair? Uh, uh, you want a short and sweet or no, you want No, just the a Japanese? chair. Just the chair today. We're saving it. We've had a lot of singing on the show already today. That's okay, sir. You got it. Yep. Hey! 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 In people's homes. Hmm. Somebody's, having, somebody's having orange juice. I was picturing and Rhea holding her ears. No, <laughs> no I took my oh. headphones off. No, you time. did not, Al. You did not have to picture that. All right, <laughs> welcome back. It's uh, 823. In seven minutes, we'll be talking to head coach uh, Dick Seriati, get some inside stuff, and he'll share with us. He's not Andy Reid, but apparently Andy Reid didn't have to because here is our question of the day. 
And it's brought to you by Armin Chevrolet of Armour. Looking to buy or lease a new Silverado? Armin Chevy is your Silverado truck headquarters. Visit ArminChevy.com. Do you like Chiefs head coach Andy Reid? 78% right. say yes. Um, this We've never done this before. Wipe it clean and ask no further questions today. The question of the day is over. Mm-hmm. I have been slapped enough for one day. I am being abused. <laughs> you want me to delete Do it? these people only know I have 11 shows left and they still show me this little respect? I'm deleting it then. De- right. Deleting it and there will be no further questions no. today. Oh, that takes when care we do of that election. The end. <laughs> uh, right. Al, I am calling uh. off the election that I am losing four to one. Yep. Thank you. Yep. That's one way of doing it. All right, a couple of things I just <laughs> want to clear up on, on ridiculous myths that have grown, especially after the game on Sunday. All right. Right. One is, and Rhea's been doing this in the update, uh, the Niners were not happy with the officiating out. I had warned you that John Hussey was a favorable ref for us. Yes. Right. Eagles are now 7-0 and with John Hussey as the head official. Thank you, NFL. Mm-hmm. But the idea that once Purdy got injured, that somebody from the league called down (laughs) and said, make sure the Eagles get to the Super Bowl and not the Niners. They don't have a quarterback. Is that feasible in any way? Uh, One of the players said this. No. This is ridiculous, right? It was told to the San Francisco Chronicle. Oh, please. Uh, uh, Barrett Brooks, would that ever happen in the National Football League? Heck no. Come on now. And then the reporter said, I'm withholding his name because he will get fined a lot. No, because he's an idiot. Because he's a (laughs) gutless puke. Well, there's that, too. Who can't accept the fact that his team wasn't as good as the Eagles. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. And here's another one. And this is something that Brandon can also tell you. Mm -hmm. Lots of people in San Francisco are complaining Mm -hmm. and claiming that Lane Johnson was jumping the snap repeatedly throughout the game. Brand, uh, uh, Barrett, what exactly was happening? He was getting off right up the ball. Him and Kelsey have been playing together so long that he knows exactly when Kelsey's going to snap the ball. He knows it. He's, I mean, those two are, like, tied at the hip, man. So he gets off right on time. And, of course, every single team the Eagles play – Send tape in. Look, he's he's jumping the snap. He's jumping the snap. But when they look at it, he's getting off exactly on the snap. It's just the other three offensive linemen aren't getting off with Kelsey. But Kelsey and Lane are getting off at the same exact time. It's an time. advantage of being there a long time and having a perfect cadence. That's what you're doing. And that's what happened. And one other thing. Yeah, Al, the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers had 11 penalties Yo. and the Eagles had four. Right. Go look at the penalties. Tell me which one was not. Oh, they were all frustration penalties. They were penalties. all... Uh, penalties caused by a lack of discipline the, uh, by yeah. San Francisco. The NFL called the San Francisco yep. player and told him to hit Jalen out of bounds. Yeah. How stupid was that? <laughs> yeah, there were four penalties on the drive to put the Eagles ahead. Major penalties. Look at them. Tell me which one should have been called. They were all absolutely legitimate. John Hussey, to me, is a fine rap. <laughs> and now, apparently, the, not, the uh, Chiefs do not like the rap for the Super Bowl. Call Jeffers. I I have a suspicion I enjoy his work too. <laughs> we'll probe that later in the week. Let's go to Chuck in Springfield. Hi, Chuck. Hey, Angelo. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. We're going to the Super Bowl, Chucky. We are, man. I'm super psyched about the Super Bowl. Before I talk about Andy Reid, I think Marissa gave us a nickname for Heretic. What is that? Godzilla. Yeah, I like it. Al, that was a very famous horror horror movie that came out of Tokyo. 
Yeah, over and over again. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. And back then, Al, the uh, special effects were nowhere near as good as they are now. Yeah, but the movies were better. The movies were, yeah, the movies were pretty good. Yeah. I'm with you on that. All right, Chuck, what are you feeling here? How you? Wh- where are you right now, 12 days from the game? Oh, I'm psyched. But I want to talk about Jacksonville Super Bowl and Andy Reid. You know, he's got some good qualities, but, and it's a big but. I was at that game, second half. I'm screaming my face off. People in front of me are getting pissed. I'm like, no, hurry the F up. Hurry the F up. Right, hold on a minute, Chuck. You were at a conference championship game screaming, and there are people there who are unhappy no, the that you were making the Super Bowl. Oh, the Super Bowl. All right, okay. So what do you think this time? Are you going to Arizona, Chuck? Oh, man, I got a friend that's five miles from the stadium. These and tickets, I didn't win the lottery. Mm-hmm. You so are going. Kind of no, I'm not going. I didn't get the ticket. Oh, you didn't get the ticket. Would you got, just go to your friend's house, crash there, and be a part of the, uh, the I'm festivity? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking I about it. You... I'm trying to get my buddy to go. Trying it'd, be to get a, to go. it'd be a better time here. What do you mean? If you're the not going here. to the game, the party's here. The party will party's be here all week? Well, if you're not going to the game. Al, the party's at a Super Bowl. Some of the best parties ever. You ain't going to those. I went to Jacksonville. The party's here. The party's here. The party's yeah, better the party's here. here. Yeah. Chuck, stay in Springfield. <laughs> unless you're going to the game. Yeah, unless yeah. you're going to the game. Springfield right, is a word. wild party town. Oh. My word for Andy Reid. Yep. Lethargic. Everything that yep. isn't. It's so true. Uh, he seems so tired at all times. We're getting word Nick may be a minute or two late. Hang in. He's coming. Rich Glazer's up next. Uh-huh. Hi, Rich. Hey, good morning. What are you feeling, Rich? I'm pumped. What are you pumped about? I'm pumped. I think this is a, this is really going to be a blowout. Um, I'm 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 looking for Hassan Riddick uh, to be the MVP of this game. This guy's sensational. I, I liken him to the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. Wow! What? <laughs> wow! That's a high bar there, Richie. He this kid is great, and uh, this is just the way Lawrence Taylor was at the very beginning, and actually, you know, continued that way. He was a game changer. This Hassan Riddick is. Sensational, Rich. Who do you like better, Sirianni or Reed? I like uh, Sirianni. I can't stand Andy Reed, and I got a nickname for him. All right, what's his nickname? Smug, S M U G. Yeah, he is very smug. Rich, <laughs> why you're hearing that? I had to end the poll. Seventy-eight percent like him. What are they seeing that we're missing here? I, I don't know. I, I just don't think these people get it. This guy's—he might be a good coach. But I don't like his personality. I never did. And when he when he said that yeah, the time is yours, it's really arrogant. It is arrogant, and the it's just robotic, Rich. Nick Sirianni has fun. He he shares his life. He's becoming one of us. Yeah. Why could Andy? Fourteen years, he could never do that. No, a- Andy never got it. He just never got it. I mean, there are certain people who get it right away. Nick Sirianni, I think, is one of them. He's a little, he was a little bit slow getting out of the gate, but I think he's picked up steam, and uh, he, he's really become uh, well, well-loved well uh, by the people in Philadelphia. I think so, too. I just think he's speaking our language. Rich, give me, so your word is smug, is that right? Correct, yes. I like that word a lot, Rich. Thank you very much. Stay right there. Um, I will, uh, I'm still, we're still waiting on Nick. It could be any second mm. now. Chuck's up. Oh, wait, Chuck already did call. John's here from Philly. Hi, Johnny. Hey, good morning, everybody. How we doing? I may have to put you back on hold if Nick checks in. What do you got for me today, John? Uh, no problem. Hey, look, 
the offensive line of the Eagles, the way they played on on Sunday, is by far their best outing of the year. I mean, San Francisco, nobody can deny that they have a great defense. I mean, their players are so quick. But the fact that we own them with a guy that has a torn muscle and, you know, just the continuity that we have, we're going to be able to dominate Kansas City come, you know, Super Bowl time. I mean, there shouldn't be anything that our offensive line couldn't do against Kansas City coming up. Barrett's right here. Barrett, you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, this game will be won, uh, won in the trenches like all the games this year have been won in the trenches. We have the best offensive line, the best defensive line uh, in the NFL, and, and, and they've played accordingly the entire year. You know, I looked up the defensive rankings of the Chiefs, and all. they're middle of the road. They're 15th, 16th. They're, they're not that great at well, on either. <laughs> and yeah, yeah all right, they have good, a good player here, yeah. but that's not what yeah. the Niners The Niners had speed. They had aggressiveness. They were tough. That was a very good defense. It was the best front seven in it. Right? NFL, but though. the Eagles, all the Eagles got to do is control the clock so you keep Mahomes off the field. You got the best running game there is in the game. I believe that for two years now. Run the ball. And, oh my goodness. It, Bro, you know your football, man. That's, that's, that's exactly what they Al, did do. you just hear what he there said? There you go. He, he's he's <laughs> understanding it. Yep. It's, this is control the clock. Yes. If yes. you keep Mahomes to 25 minutes out, he doesn't have time to hurt you as much. Exactly. You mm-hmm. got 35 minutes to grind it out. Run the ball. Can't wait to tell the coaches he's going to be looking forward to that. John, uh, he's looking for your input. John, that's what he's missing. I'll bet that's why he's, he's waiting. Uh, he's gathering all the coaches around the phone. Uh, all right, John, do you have a word to describe Andy Reid? Uh, has anybody said winner? Winner. Oh, that hurt. All right, stay right there. I'm going to go to break, Joe, because we're still not hearing from him, and i got to get breaks in. Stay. We're coming back in the middle of a break if we mm-hmm. have to. But we'll be right back. WIP Sports have 834. All right, we are back as expected. And on the line with us is Super Bowl coach Nick Seriati. Nick, congratulations, man. Hey, thanks, Angela. Uh, Second year as an NFL head coach, Nick, and you're going to the Super Bowl. Describe what that feels like. Yeah, obviously this is a, a dream for, and I said to our guys, it's a dream for all of us. And, you know, it may be a dream for all of us at a different points, like some of us who thought we might be basketball players or basketball coach or whatever it was, right? And so all of us, it's a dream come true for all of us. Um, you know, whether you started dreaming about it when you were two, four, middle school, high school, when you got to college or professional level, this is a dream for every one of us. And uh, yeah, I'm look, really looking forward to it and uh, looking forward to going out there and, and uh, bringing that trophy back to uh, Philadelphia. Nick, you grew up in a football family. What's the reaction to your father and your brothers? Yeah, that was that was pretty. You know, I'm up on the stage, and I was kind of looking for my family. And um, you know, when we were we were getting that, we were getting the um, NFC Championship trophy, and just kind of locking eyes with those guys. That, that was special. That, that those are the moments that choke you up, and then giving them a hug afterwards, and then taking the picture with, you know, obviously my entire family, but then also with just my brothers and my dad, you know, I can't tell you how many pictures I have of myself um, and my brothers uh, with my dad, right. Of, of, you know, after national championship games or after a big basketball game, it's somehow it's always around a, uh, 
a uh, sporting event. You know, I, I don't I don't know how many Christmas pictures we have or Easter pictures we have, but I know we have a bunch of uh, pictures of just us four after sporting events. So to do that with that trophy, that was a special moment that we'll that we'll remember, and uh, hopefully we'll do that again here in a couple weeks. All right, I've been here to see a lot of coaches and managers, Nick. And I have never seen any who seem to take on the personality of our city the way you have. So I'm dying to know, have you become more like Philadelphians in the two years here? Or were you always that way? Is this who you are? Uh, I think the best thing that anyone's ever said to me is no man suddenly becomes different than his cherished thoughts and habits. And so... uh, I love this city, uh, and you know, and and maybe the reason I love the city is because I've always I've always been like this city, and I just didn't know it uh, <laughs> until I got here. Because I think that's just always been who I who I am, um, and so uh, it's I love the city, and I love the uh, fans and the people in this city, and the and the hardworking part of this city. It's you know, so I think that's just always who I who I've been. But you know, when you integrate yourself in into a city like this. You come a little bit more like it too, so I'm gonna. I'll say both and. Well, that's a good answer, and you really are bonding with the people here. That often happens when you go to the Super Bowl your second year. Yeah, they may have something to do with it. <laughs> uh, Nick, I, uh, the catch. A couple of plays happened in that game were fascinating. Devontae catches the ball, or so it appears, but he signals to get back to line. Can you take us into the process you have coached these guys to do when it's kind of on the line? You're not sure that that's a catch. You know that that's something that you practice all the time, right? You, you practice. Um, that's that's a weekly thing that we practice. And, and if it happens in the NFL, you know, I think it happened uh, in the Giants Vikings game a couple weeks ago. The Giants did something uh, similar. You, you show it to your team and you show them, hey, this is this is what we practice, and there's how why it's important, there's how it comes up. And so you know, and and so we do that a lot. Um, we talk about situational football a lot, and that and and some people think that situational football is just third down, red zone, two minute, backed up, stuff like that. But it's all the situations that come up in the game, and that's a situation that that comes up in the game that you practice, that you're ready for. And so you know, when when the when it go when when it's executed exactly how you you think it it. it it plays itself out or how you talk about it, it's because you got smart players. And Devontae's a smart player and he got up to the line of scrimmage and and uh, you know I, I tend to think, you know, you do this too when even when you caught it. You do it anytime you feel like it's close. And so, you know, where a team can't just j- uh, throw a challenge flag out of nowhere because we've done this about three or four times this year that were probably catches anyway. Um and so you, you do that just because I mean, really, when we watched the TV copy of of our game um, on Sunday, they got one look at it. You know, they, they got one look at it, and then next thing you know, we're back up on the ball and, and running a play. So great job by our players to just to get up there and, and get it and get it done. Started by Devonte, and then Jalen and Jason have to have to orchestrate to get everybody set up to run the play. Um, and our guys did did a great job. That you know, at the end of the day was the difference between a turnover and a touchdown. I mean, oh, those huge. are huge, those are huge, huge plays. Um, and we know in close games, um, which NFL is and playoffs are, you know, every point counts, every, every, every detail matters. And um, we're just obsessed with the details and our players are obsessed with the details and we got smart guys. It was tremendous. And then the next series, Nick, you're on the other end of it because Purdy, it looks like when he throws it, it's an incomplete pass. But you get information very quickly and challenge it, and it becomes a fumble. 
Um, are your guys seeing something before the people are watching it on TV? How did you know that was challengeable? You know, obviously, I'm getting great information from the from the press box, from the upstairs in the in the box, and and they're telling me, "Hey, hold hold a second. And and you know, San Francisco wasn't going fast, and 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 you wouldn't go fast in the sense of that because it was an incomplete pass, and and so we had a second to to really evaluate it, you know. I think I told everybody on the headset to shut up until, except for the one person upstairs I was talking to, because everyone had an opinion at that point, which I'm sure everybody on TV, everybody had an opinion there, but I wanted to make sure we had a little bit of time. So I got the good information from upstairs. I think our people in the, that run our video boards did a good job um, because I was not only able to get information. You know, sometimes you get that information blindly, right? Because you don't get a chance to see it. But in this case, our guys in the stadium that, that show the replay, right, were showing it up on the board, and I got a chance to see it myself. So, you know, it was just a great team effort. Um, you know, hey, it's on, it's, on, it's on the TV right now, that, that exact play. What play by Hassan, wasn't it? Oh, and, he, he's been amazing, though. He's I'm been not, amazing. He's got 19 and a half. Do you think, do you think uh, Linvell scores on that one? Do you see him pick up that ball and start he could around at 320 pounds? But it's good, Nick, that he pounced on it. That you like. Hey. Let me make sure we have the ball if we win the challenge, right? Another thing. Another thing we talk a lot about, and, and it happens because you got players that are that are highly detailed, and that's what Lindell did there. Yeah, absolutely. Reddick, um, he's been amazing this season. Uh, were you surprised the Niners try to block him with a tight end, Nick? Um, you know. Hey, everybody's got different different thoughts there on on how they on how they protect the the quarterback and and sometimes on play action it, it slows down the rush in this particular case it didn't um, you know and you never know that was the back could the back have got called in protection um, from somewhere else was he supposed to be helping the tight end and then couldn't because something else happened or it took him off of it so you know usually with that that's there's there's more to it than that and and you just don't know and so I'm not going to comment on that but uh it was a heck of a rush by by Hassan and uh it was a good matchup for us uh, on the other side of the ball Nick Kenny Gaywell uh, we didn't wow I mean, he's getting off the ball so fast could you talk about how he evolved in the two years you coached him you know he's always had this knack of making plays and has he always had gotten all the opportunities no because He's been our third down back and, and, you know, second second or third guy at times. And so he doesn't, he, you know, but he always has taken advantage of his opportunities. I think he's just showing, you know, what we've seen all along. He's just shining in big moments. And that doesn't surprise us at all because, you know, I, mean, I know he had a bunch of touchdowns last year. He's got a great feel for the game, you know, and, and he was the guy that Howie and I had spent a lot of time talking about. Howie, I remember Howie watching him and then texting me. He's like, you got to watch this Memphis back. And I remember, I remember putting him on, and we just talked. We, Howie and I were talking back and forth because I know it was late one night in the off season. And I, we were just watching him at our houses while we were, I don't know what, probably watching something on. I was probably watching something on TV with my wife as I was watching uh, Kenny Gainwell, and uh, and and we just kept going back and forth like, man, this guy is really, really special. Great balance, great feel, great vision. Um, really can catch the ball, and so that's kind of how that materialized. And then, you know, he he had some. You, you always try to. Hey, who is this like in, in some of our old offenses? And I think, you know, we, we did a lot. Like, I didn't think he was completely like Naheem Hines because I thought he was a different type of runner than Naheem. And I really thought at the end of the day, he was a little bit like uh, Danny Woodhead uh, when we had him with the Chargers, who was really productive with us. And he's just showing that 
more and more. And Kenny's just been a really good, a uh, really good player. And it just shows you the the um, the um, the teamwork that happens between you know the coaching staff and the front office. Um, you know when you're talking about players, because there's got to be a vision. You know, the, the front office has got to show us the, the guys that have talent, and then there's got to be a vision on the coaching staff of how it fits. I just think that that shows the, the good teamwork uh, by us, and, and then obviously uh, Kenny's playing at a very high level now, and this is when we need him to. Absolutely. Last thing, Nick, I got more out of you in 10 minutes than I got out of Reed. Andy Reid in 14 years, all right, just in this one interview. You're saying I talk too much? No, I'm saying you <laughs> share better than he did. I looked this up, Nick. You were like 17, maybe 18 when Reid was hired here. And now 24 years later, you face him in the Super Bowl. What are your feelings about that? You know, really, really, I, I, it's, it's, never about the, it's never about me and it's never about the, the coach that we're playing against. Am I honored to be – because it's all about our players and, and playing in this big, this big game and, and, and earning the right to play in the Super Bowl, which is pretty awesome. Um, am I honored to be coaching against a coach like, like Coach Reed? Of course. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's one of the best coaches in the NFL and he's one of the best coaches in NFL history. And um, I'm honored to be, you know, coaching against them on in a couple Sundays from now. Um, but it, you know, there's I'm really looking forward to you know you know getting there and and, and putting in the work this these next couple of weeks to get ready uh, for this game of leaving no stone unturned and getting and uh, getting ready for this game just like we've gotten ready for the last shoot I don't even how many games have we played at this point 19 games right we're on yeah. game 20. Yeah. Um, and so just really looking forward to the challenge ahead. And, and, and working, you know, it's the last two weeks we get to work with this team and this staff, right? Everything changes. There's things that change. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy, because I love this team and these guys so much, I'm going to enjoy every second of the next two weeks and work our butts off um, so we're ready uh, mentally, physically for this, for this next game um, in Arizona. We don't have to tell you, Nick, we are rooting real hard for you and the Eagles. Thank you, Nick. Hey, thanks, Angela. Take care. Nick Sirianni. And Nick was on the Chiefs staff when Reed came in and he let him go, but mm-hmm. it, he didn't really know. It was like Barrett Brooks mm-hmm. with Reed where, you know, Barrett Brooks just was told <laughs> to go to Detroit, <laughs> and he did for 150 grand. More. 215-592-9494. Arson Artie's coming up, and so are you. Stay right there. WIP Sports Time 847. All right, uh, now 852. Uh, Barrett, I've been doing this 33 years. The best caller this station has ever had, not just my show, this station, uh-huh. is Austin Arnie. Okay. And the okay. reason that he's the best caller is that he gives you the emotion of a fan with the brilliance of an analyst. I want you to hear what he said last week when the Eagles were facing Brock Purdy. Listen. I want to lay such a beating on this kid that he questions whether or not he wants to play football anymore. <laughs> Well, that's why he's the best. I remember that. You do remember. He is on the line right now. Okay. Okay. We laid a beating on Brock and the entire San Francisco team, brother. We laid them out. Beautifully said, Arnie. And now we we face Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Do you have any early thoughts on those fellas? Well, first thing I thought was... I thought of you. I thought Angela could not have asked for a better Super Bowl than the Eagles Chiefs. 
this is stuff Hollywood writes up. And, and while I don't hate Andy Reid, he's playing against me. So I got a news for you. The next two weeks, I can't stand him. You, but you don't normally hate him, Arnie? No, I don't, I don't hate him. I don't he wasted 14 years of your life. Yeah, you know what? And he gave us some good ones, too. No, he we lost. No, yeah. you, you know what a good one is? It's where there's a parade at the end. Tell no, here, him, here, here, here's where there's something good. Yep. When we get Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes, and do the same thing. Give him a beating. His high ankle sprain does, doesn't go away this no, quickly. No, it doesn't. It takes, it's very it takes painful. Like three months to go away. Yep. Force him to run. He can't. It will, his leg will stop him from running. All right, so and if his, you get a shot to hit him, should you hit him hard, Arnie? You hit him like your life depends on it, on, on every play, every snap. Whatever these players have been holding back because they got to pace themselves, yep. forget it. You go all out next week, and you make sure you bring that Vince Lombardi trophy to South Philly. Arnie, what would, what, it, what would it mean to you for the oh. Eagles to win another Super Bowl? Oh, man. You should even you, you, you know I can't you know how I get it. Oh my it's the it's the greatest trophy in all the world. And you're 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 you for for one year you can complain you can complain about everything else, but you can't complain about the birds because they will be the Super Bowl champions. The greatest game all year long. The whole world is watching and we're going to shine and we're going to lay him out. We got superior running game. We have a superior receivers and we have a superior quarterback going into this game. There is no way in hell they're going to beat us. It just ain't going to happen. Arnie, when this the team understands us, is this defense, they feed off each other. This is the greatest team I've ever seen in Philly, ever. Arnie, listen to me. If the what? Eagles do win, there will be a parade. It will also be my final show at WIP. Yeah. I would like you to come into the studio to share it with me. Uh, well, Angelo, uh, count me in, brother. Uh, I, I will be there, All right? Ladies and gentlemen. I'll do whatever. Angel, you got, you got 11 days to your unemployed. I'm going to do whatever you ask for, brother. All right, pal. We're going to end it together at the parade. How's that sound? It could not be a better, better, better script. It could not be better scripted than this. This is this. We, we all want Kansas City. You want them because you hate Andy. I want them because I hate the whole team. I hate our whole team. I can't stand nobody, Kansas City, right now. Nobody. Arnie? We got a date, my friend. We got a date, pal. We we got a plan. Count me in. I will. I will stand there with you. The day you, the day you are officially unemployed, I'll be. I'll be there, brother. Love you, Arn. Love you. I love you, Austin Arnie. There you have it. That's my guy, Al. Mm. I got a plan. How many people are going to invite now? Oh my God! I mean, more people. You know what, Al? I don't know yet. But I'm not. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know how many people I'm inviting, but yeah. he's definitely coming here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are we going to be? Where am I going to be? Well, we got to be somewhere, right? At the parade. I don't know. Yeah, I would so like to be. Stop inviting people now. Arnie's it. That's it, Arnie. Cliff, it. are you yeah. available for the yeah. parade day if it happens? Absolutely. I'm always yeah, available. He's in. <laughs> he's in. 215. <laughs>
Barrett Brooks. Guess what? That will be your last I'm day. I'm work. I'm not taking care of any of it because I don't give a damn because you won't be there after it. Yep. The last day could be a bumpy ride is all I'm saying. 215-592-9494. You know what, Al? Yep. Ricky Ricardo's coming up. Yeah, bring him in. I'm inviting him next. <laughs> WIP Sports Time, 857. Let me tell you about my friend George Perante and how he takes care of my dog, Bentley. I sent my wife there last week, Al. I was a little busy. And, and I said, get some of these beautiful big bones for, for, uh, for Bentley. That's what you asked her to do. Yes. And she brought back some amazing bones from Dogs and Cats Rule. You know why? Because they got everything you could ever want to pamper your pet. And that's what I love about Dogs and Cats Rule. And that's what I love about the lead dog, George Parate. He's always thinking ahead for a healthy and happy year for your pet. So if you go in there and you're looking for the food, you're getting the best food. You understand freeze-dried, raw, gently cooked, dehydrated. George has got it all right there. Then on top of that, the supplements for digestion, skin and coat. George has got all that. Dogs and Cats Rule is the place to go for the coats, the sweaters. He even got Eagles licensed stuff right there at Dogs and Cats Rule. Seven locations in Jersey, Pennington and Princeton, in PA. You got Newtown, Doylestown, New Hope, Maple Glen, and Blue Bell. You got to check it out. What a great pet store. Dogs and Cats.